ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله. Indeed all praise be to Allah, and as such we should praise him, seek his help, and seek refuge in Allah from the evil which is within ourselves and the evil which results from our deeds. For whomsoever Allah has guided, none can misguide, and whomsoever Allah has allowed to go astray, None can guide. And I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah. And that Muhammad وسلم, is the last messenger of Allah. The most truthful form of speech is the Book of Allah. And the best source of guidance was that brought by Muhammad sallallahu alaihi The worst of all affairs are the innovations in religion. Every innovation in religion is a cursed innovation. And all cursed innovations lead to misguidance and all misguidance leads ultimately to the hellfire. Brothers and sisters, continuing with our topic Dikrullah in our daily lives. We're still working our way from the time of waking up to the first common action that of going to the bathroom. Following that, we will go to the masjid, return home from Fajr, have our breakfast, etc., etc. And we look at the remembrance of Allah in all of these various occasions. And this is to keep in mind that Dhikrullah is not just SubhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar after every prayer. That's what we tend to think of Dhikrullah as. Whereas the correct understanding of Dhikrullah is that it surrounds every act of our lives. And that was the example of Prophet Muhammad And that is the legacy that he left behind for us. If we're able to surround everything with the remembrance of Allah, and whatever we do, we do in accordance with the way of Rasulullah then we have fulfilled the command of Allah when he said, Pull, say, in the salati, wa nusuki, wa mahiyaya, wa mahiyaya, wa mahiyaya, Say, indeed, my prayers, 
sacrifices, my living and my dying, are for Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. So, in the previous khutbah, we looked at going to the bathroom. And we talked about the dua of dhikr that we make when going into the bathroom and going in with the left foot. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khuthi wal-khabai. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the filth and the evil male and female jinn. We looked at the issue of seeking refuge from the and we talked about the state of the Ummah today, where our masjids, our organizations, our countries, our airports, the bathrooms are places of filth. Instead of being spotless, so clean you could eat off the floor, as they say, that's really spotless. Instead of being like that, we have shown the worst possible example of what Islam has to offer with regards to cleanliness to the world. Centuries ago, we introduced cleanliness to the world, to Spain, to Baghdad, the rest of the world, they were living in filth. Europe was living in filth. If you read about the, the way the life of the common person in Europe back in the 8th century, the 9th century, they were living in filth. Islam introduced cleanliness to them. And our bathroom is the primary that people are exposed to with regards to cleanliness. And we said we have a long way to go to get back to where we came from. The other aspect of that dua is seeking refuge from evil male and female jinn. Al-Khubuth wal This area, the actual toilet area itself, is an area where the evil jinn prefer. Of course, we are faced with a situation wherein knowing this Muslims of the past always kept the bathroom far away. Now we have brought it right into the center of our homes. This is something. This is something. This is where Islamic architecture 
the rest of the world as an unconscious treats it. No, we have specific ethics and we follow them. When we don't follow them, we haven't made the remembrance of Allah coming in and going out. Then we open ourselves to jinn attack. That is the bottom line. We open ourselves to jinn attack. Because when we are relieving ourselves, these are times of weakness. These are times of physical weakness. So it is important for us to have protected ourselves through the remembrance of Allah so that at these times we have additional protection there for those particular moments of weakness. How this happens? Why Allah allows it to take place? We know Allah knows best. And we leave it at that. We don't need to get into further detail from Allah gave us the formula, the liquor, and the uses. Also, it should be noted that while using the toilet itself, the Prophet would not answer anyone who greeted him. So it's a time when we don't engage in conversation. Furthermore, when he used the toilet, because it was done in an open area, he used to cover himself. He used to avoid exposing his aura. Was careful. Nor to turn his 
focus on the cleanliness aspect of it. Yes, that is a part, that is a byproduct of wudu. But wudu is not fundamentally physical cleaning. It is fundamentally spiritual cleaning. Spiritually, we're cleaning ourselves, preparing ourselves to enter into Salah, the most intense and concentrated act of Ibadah in the life of Muslims. So that preparation must be a spiritual preparation so that we enter into that act of worship, that major act of worship, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically prepared for worship. When we treat wudu as just something we splash our way through and we go into the salah, our minds are still here, there, and everywhere else thinking about this and thinking about that and you know, and we come into the salah and it reminds us we wonder why is Shaitan is coming to be here in Salah? We're not prepared ourselves. So we're wide open, we're easy target. <coughs> An easy spiritual target for evil attack. Spiritual attack. So we are able to improve the quality of our Salah by improving the quality of our this is the starting point. So, we make the basala, we wash our hands, and all of the body parts, we do so in a moderate pace. There are no uh, specific duas to be said with the washing of each part. They are some books which have them, but they're not authentic. They're not authentic. None of these are found in any of the authentic narrations of Prophet We only have from him thicker in the beginning and thicker at the end. But if one, whilst washing, reflects on the statement of the Prophet, for example, that when the servant of Allah washes, He washes away all of the sins that he has seen and he has thought of. So that is the frame of mind. And when we're washing the face, we're conscious of the power of this act, the spiritual power of this act to purify ourselves of the sins of what we have seen and what we have thought. And similarly, when we wash our mouth, when we wash our hands, in the same way, the sins that we have spoken, the sins that we have done with our hands, the sins that we have done with our feet, the places our feet have taken us to, etc. So, by reflecting on that, there is a law there. But, as I said, there is no specific dua to make and everybody
needs the wudu. So wudu, you should keep in mind here, is a means of spiritual purification. Salvation from sin. So obviously, that is reinforcement of the concept that wudu is a fundamentally a spiritual act. Because washing away sin through what we have seen and what we have thought, this is something physical, can we see this? The sins from our dropping in the drops of water, the sins that are dropping from our limbs, can we see this? So we know this is fundamentally a spiritual act. And it has the power to purify ourselves of sin. So it means we have to take wudu seriously. And this is a struggle that so many of us have. It is only the few who actually benefit from this critical Only very few. But it doesn't have to be. The first generation, the Sahaba, the majority benefited. And as such, their deed benefited, and they were able to impact, convey the word of Allah to the world. We have to know that if we are not able to establish this most fundamental act, that very little we are going to be able to do after that. We can talk a lot, we can write, make articles, internet, whatever, but real impact that foundation is missing. So we need to get back to our basics and build on this. We have Salat Asa. We have Mahalim and Salat Nesha. Let us try to make the wudu for these prayers and see if there's not a difference. See if our salah, the father itself, is not significantly different from the five prayers that we have done before. If we go through with this consciousness. And on completing the wudu, the Prophet taught us to say,
is a reminder to ourselves. Are we involved in shirk? Are we following the way of the Sallallahu When we say it, Allah to give us the reality of wudu for his sake. 
breathe through more 